Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. It was 1964, and black men didn't fly commercial jets. But David Harris was about to change that. After 12 years of flying B-52 bombers in the United States Air Force, David Harris applied to be a pilot for commercial airliners, an opportunity no other African-American before him, not even the famed Tuskegee Airmen, had ever been afforded. After receiving rejection after rejection, he finally signed on with American Airlines in 1964. But this success was just the beginning of another uphill battle for equal treatment. The book about this incredible journey is called Segregated Skies, David Harris's trailblazing journey to rise above racial barriers. And today we are joined by the book's author, Pulitzer Prize winner, Michael Kotman. This is our daily story, and I am your host, Ramses Ja. So welcome to the show, sir. How are you doing today? Thank you, Ramses. Thank you for having me. I certainly appreciate it. You're doing great work and just congratulations on everything you're doing, first of all. Uh, you're, you're very um, kind. I'm doing well. Um, really uh, just excited to uh, talk to you about uh, Segregated Skies. Yes, sir. Well, let's get to it. So give us the backstory. What, what led up to you writing uh, Segregated Skies? Sure. Um, every story has a uh, book has a backstory, as you know. Thanks for asking. And this story, Ramses, um, as powerful as it is, fell into my lap. Okay. Um, I didn't go looking for this. This story came to me. I was friends with uh, David Harris's ex-wife. Mm. I uh, visited her and her family uh, one um, holiday in Atlanta. And uh, she invited me over. And just during the course of a conversation, she just happened to get a call from her ex, David, David Harris, mm -hmm. uh, just to say happy holidays. Right. Mm -hmm. And she gets off the phone and says, um, hey, do you know, do you know anything about David? And I said, I, actually, Lynn, I, I don't. Uh, is there something I need to know? She says, well, first of all, he was America's first black commercial airline pilot, and he's got a heck of a story to tell. Wow. Um, maybe you might want to get on the phone, just have a quick conversation with him. Maybe it's a story for you. Um, maybe it's something more. So um, I gave him a call. Ramses, we were supposed to chat maybe for 10, 15 minutes just to kind of get to know each other. Ramses, we talked for two and a half hours. <laughs> wow. Okay. The brother had a story to tell. And, um, and I knew then it was something special. And um, after we talk, we can get into this, but I wrote a proposal, got in touch with my literary agent, and we decided it was much more than a story, it was a book. 
Okay. So, so who was this book written for? Like, in other words, who should read it? And, and I think a better question is why is it written for them? That, that, that's, a, that's an excellent question. Um, initially, the book r- right now is um, geared toward young readers, okay. um, uh, nine to 15 year olds. Mm-hmm. However, I've been getting so many calls and so many emails from adults um, who talk about the, the fact that this is a book also geared toward adults, that ad- adults should read this book as well. So yes, it's weird for young readers, but I, I think it's um, it, it's it's a book that would resonate with everyone, all ages. Absolutely, and that's what well, I'm hearing. Why why did you initially write it for young readers? Because um, a couple reasons, uh, Rams. That's another good question. Um, one, we, we need we need role models, mm-hmm. and we need role models who look like us. Mm-hmm. And um, David, I was inspired by David first of all because I think his story. I wrote the story because I believe David is a, an American hero. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his story is is uplifting. It's inspirational. It's uh, transformative. And when he used to, when he was, um, it's a number of years ago, would speak to students at uh, public schools. Uh, these kids, man, kids of color, African American kids, black kids, Hispanic kids, they really hadn't seen a lot of black pilots before. A lot of pilots that looked like them. Sure. They didn't know that they could fly. And so when they looked at David, when they heard David's story and David is so conversational and, you know, he, he's, he's so um, enthusiastic about what he what he does, that these kids looked at them, looked at David Ramses and they said to themselves, I could see it in their heart because, you know, their wheels are spinning. You know, I can fly, too. So that's why I wanted to write this book, because I want to make sure that kids out there who want to pursue a career in aviation can certainly do it because David is a pioneer and sort of a, he's a trailblazer. So he laid the path for them. I love that. So, so why is this book important in 2022? Oh man. Yeah. I, I think this book Ramses is more important today than ever before. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at the core, uh, this book is um, about a man, uh, David Harris, who fought hard to become the first black pilot and the um, racism um, that that uh, he had to endure, subjected to, and uh, ultimately uh, overcame the racism to um, to get to this position. Um, he retired from American Airlines, I should say, after 30 years as a pilot. He started in 1964 and retired in 1994. Uh, this book is important today because racism still permeates every every part of our society, every part of our existence as sure. African American people. And this story is is so empowering because it shows that despite the fact that in 1964, through you know a couple of decades, that David had to endure racism, that he overcame it, he overcame his adversity. So this is a story of for young people and adults about how to overcome adversity when you're faced with um, when you're faced with um, severe racism, when, when you when you're faced with people who do not want you in that cockpit, when you're faced with people who do not want you, you know, to work in their company. And, um, and here's something I think you should know. David is a light skinned brother. Mm -hmm. Um, David could have passed Ramses. He could have, he just could have had a much easier path in life. I saw his pictures. Yeah. Right. He didn't. So when he was interviewed with American airlines, I love this story and I think you'll like it. Mm -hmm. Um, the recruiter, uh, just said, hey, look, you know, we'd like to bring you aboard. David stopped him in his tracks and just said, I just want you to know this. I'm black. Now, back mm-hmm. then it was 1964, so he probably said Negro. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but, but the fact was, he wanted this man, this recruiter, white recruiter at American mm-hmm. Airlines that never hired a black person before as a pilot to let him know that he was black. And I thought that was a, a profound and I thought it was courageous uh, for, him to, for him to do that. So um, 
you know, I want to I want to to add on to that because I read a statistic when I was kind of researching the book and, and researching you as a writer, and it said something like, uh, even today, um, I'm not sure if it was a 2022 statistic or not, but it was a, a more recent statistic. So I'm sure within the last few years, it said that some something in the neighborhood of 93% of pilots were white men, I believe. So, mm-hmm. so don't hold me to that. But mm-hmm. um, even now, that story from so long ago is still inspiring because of the overwhelming amount of uh, white man representation in that role. And obviously the relatively uh, small amount of non-white men in that, in that capacity. And so, mm-hmm. so yeah, absolutely. He's, he's very much an inspiration. So um, as you tell David's story, you take us on a journey through some major incidents of the civil rights movement as well. Um, what was the purpose for telling the story in this way? I wanted to weave in the uh, civil rights movement in the 1960s because this is the era and the time that David was living. And um, David experienced um, great pushback uh, during that time. Remember this 1964, this is um, Lyndon B. Johnson signing the Civil Rights Act. Um, um, Our people are marching in the streets for equality, uh, for for employment, uh, for social justice. Um, David uh, came along during that time. And I thought it was critical, right, to, to place David in this historical perspective, in this historical context. And to, to give you a, a stark illustration, uh, in the 1960s, 1968, um, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. had been assassinated. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were riots throughout the country, as you remember. And uh, DC, Washington, DC was no exception. David was uh, captain at American Airlines, flying in the left seat, as he likes to call it and uh, landing at, at uh, National Airport. Um, in the distance, uh, Ramses, he sees fires. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he sort of knows a little bit about what it was, but, he, but the, the um, uh, flight crew um, made sure that David was aware of it, what was going on, there were riots. And so the control tower let David know that even though the flames would not um, interfere with his landing, but that's what he was looking at in the distance, fires and, and Washington, D.C. buildings burning. Uh, his co-pilot was white. As he's landing the plane, um, his co-pilot says to him something like, I'm glad that Martin Luther King, and he threw out some um, um, words that I can't use right here on the podcast, but I'm glad that Martin Luther King was, was murdered. I'm glad he was dead and he was shot, right? Oh. So, so, so think about that. Here's David, you know, a black man in the cockpit, trying to land a plane with 130, whatever, 150 people on board safely. His co-pilot, who unbeknownst to him, is a bigot, a racist, mm-hmm. right? And saying he's happy that Martin Luther King was killed. And so what's going through David's mind? The first thing is, obviously, he has to land this plane, right, safely. Um, lands the plane, obviously never flew with this guy again, gave him some harsh words, talked to his manager about this. Um, but that, that's a, a, a very, very stark example, you know, of what David was going through during that time period, during the 1960s civil rights movement, a racist in his own cockpit. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Here with us is today's guest, Pulitzer Prize winner, Michael Kotman, author of Segregated Skies, David Harris's trailblazing journey to rise above racial barriers. In the years following David Harris's commercial pilot debut, Diane Bluford Jr. became the first African-American in space. He is quoted as saying, because of people like David, the path was opened up for others like me to follow in their footsteps. Discuss representation and what it means for our people. I'll give you a good, good illustration. In the 1970s, uh, David facilitated American Airlines' first all-Black flight crew. Okay. Uh, two, two other brothers, the uh, co-pilot and navigator, were flying from Dallas. And uh, David talks about how they worked together to make this happen. The American Airlines had never had an all-Black flight crew before. He says he was walking through the Dallas airport and his quote was heads were spinning because wow. white folks had never seen three pilots. Get this. And this is just the 1970s, Ramses. We're not talking about 1930s here. Yeah. Right. Walking down um, the aisleways of um, Dallas Air Airport, um, the DFW. And he said heads were spinning because white folks just couldn't wrap their brains around the fact that here are these three brothers not only walking down the hallway, Ramses, but now turning into the gate area, right? Walking to the door of the jetway. Sure. Using their code to open the door of the jetway and walking down the jetway into the cockpit. Um, he thinks maybe, we don't know this for sure, but, but some people may not have even taken that flight that day. Wow. They just didn't want to fly with three black men. And they left the cockpit door open intentionally so that when people came into that plane and looked in the cockpit, the first thing they saw was three black men. It was a historic, historic moment uh, for David, for his, um, for the two brothers with him and for American Airlines. Wow. Now, um, you mentioned overcoming adversity. You had mentioned enduring racism. We've just seen Ketanji Brown Jackson get nominated to the Supreme Court, mm -hmm. but oftentimes, as we know, that's only the beginning of the struggle. Explain how David Harris's initial hiring was just the beginning of his uphill battle. 
Yeah. Um, it, it was one thing, I think, to um, get in the door. Uh, but there were people who did not want David to, to, to fly. He was um, he was ostracized in his um, during his training mm -hmm. um, sessions um, at American Airlines early on. Here's an example. He had a roommate, um, for example, in his training session who um, was upset at David because David liked jazz and he was listening to Ella Fitzgerald. Mm -hmm. His roommate, white roommate, didn't want that, he used the N-word and told David to turn off the radio because he didn't want to listen to that, you know, black N-word music. music anymore. Yeah. Um, so during that time, David would write letters to his wife, um, Lynn, and share his experiences with his wife because he was trying to find a rock, someone who can understand what he was going through and give him the strength to continue. And that was his wife, Lynn. Sure. And I'd be remiss if I did not mention Lynn in our, in our interview, because she's a huge part of the story, part of the story and absolutely. A, a part of David's success as a, as a, as a formidable black woman in her own right. Um, so um, David was lonely. It was a lonely experience for him because uh, many uh, people early on um, who we worked with ostracized him, um, did not include him. He was not a part of this good old boy network, obviously. Um, and they made it difficult for him. But, but again, uh, Rams's perseverance, you know, tenacity, overcoming, you know, adversity. I think that's the core of what we're talking about with this book. Now, uh, switching gears just a bit here. I read your NBC News article, Driving While Black, How Police Racism Endangered Three Generations of My Family. There's something that, that touched me. I, I have a 16-year-old and he's mm. driving now. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned watching for the police when you drove with your daughter. So talk to us a bit about how racial profiling impacts the way we see the world around us. We black people see the world around us. This is a, um, a difficult experience uh, for me growing up because uh, the first thing you know, my father told me, we had the talk, which mm -hmm. you were having with your son now, as mm -hmm. we call it, right? The talk. Absolutely. Uh, make sure that, um, you know, police officer sees your hands if you get pulled over, make sure you have your ID. Um, you know, um, speak in, um, you know, respectful tones. I mean, that kind of thing. And I grew up in Detroit, keep in mind, um, like in the 1960s, 1970s. And um, we had this officers were called um, this, uh, tactical unit, the big four, because they would ride four, four deep, you know, in the car for white police officers and harass young black men like myself. Um, so um, my dad had that talk with me when I was 16. I did get pulled over at 17 immediately as soon as I got my driver's license a case of mistaken identity. Um, they let me go after being harassed. I was one of the lucky ones. I, you know, I was able to drive away. Many of our young black men have not been lucky to drive away. They've been shot, they've been killed. Yeah. And so um, uh, to this day, I mean, fast forward decades later, this is still an issue for me, still an issue for my, for my daughter as I teach her to drive. I talk to her about my experiences. Um, and so, um, yeah, I, 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 still, I still get nervous when I see a police car in, in my rear view mirror. You know, I mean, I'm in my 60 years old here and I'm still dealing with the same situation. I don't know Ramses one. I don't, I don't know anyone in my peer group and my friends and associates and acquaintances over the years, black men who have not been involved in some type, some type of involvement uh, association, uh, adverse negative association with police. Not, not, oh, not one black man. Yeah, I, I know I have as well. Um, OK, so. Where can folks go and, and purchase Segregated Skies? I want to make sure to get that in. Yes. Yeah. Thank, thanks a lot. Amazon.com. I mean, that's yeah. the best way, quickest way, easiest way <laughs> to, to get this book. 
It's okay. on Amazon.com with Segregated Skies and my name, Michael Cotman. It'll come right up. Perfect. Okay. And before you go, talk to us a bit about, you know, any other projects you may be working on. You know, I mentioned I'm excited to read, say their names, anything else you got. And then of course your social media or website or anything like that before we let Yeah, you my go. website is uh, uh, MichaelHCotman.com. Um, uh, say their names. Uh, it's a great book that's out now. Say their names, how, how uh, Black Lives Matter in America. And it's written by uh, myself and four other journalists. Uh, we worked really hard on this to, to tell the story of social justice sure. and politics uh, in today's environment. Well, thank you very much for your time today. Uh, once again, our guest is Pulitzer Prize winner, Michael Kotman, author of Segregated Skies, David Harris's trailblazing journey to rise above racial barriers. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Follow us on all social media at Our Daily Story Podcast. I'm your host, Ramses Ja. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on Our Daily Story. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Turns out, a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Visit mrsmyers.com today.